Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. And I'm Justin. And we're so thankful that you have joined us for this week's sermon on acid reflux. It's that demon that lives kind of in your esophagus, and it will come out whenever it damn well pleases. It burns, it churns, it ruins your life. Preach. Because you have sinned. The end. Have a good day. Leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you. Like the demon that steals your semen at night. Whew. Um, yes. Just like that. I'll take this one. Yes. Pretty sure I saw that uh, on a video once. <laughs> was it on camguys.com? It was you not. Search, it was on. You can search Big J 83. It was hentaiisreal.com, I think is where I saw that one. Um, yeah. Got to be on poop.com if yeah. it's anywhere. Poop.com. Uh, on uh, your mom's house podcast, they've they've been showcasing this really. They call him cool guys. Uh, this really cool guy who uh, gets super excited. He show he videos like all these posters and stuff that he gets from Amazon.com, and he was super pumped. That how he says it? Oh, he's just he goes, oh boy, look at what I've got here. It is a poster I ordered from Amazon.com, and it is a poster of Bayonetta. Oh, fuck. Uh, she looks so good. I uh, like this poster because you can see her ass. Oh, uh, it's so yummy. I would like to taste it. He's a real cool guy. He's ordered mouse pads with uh Moving on. He's ordered mouse pads with adult actresses on them and he's like, and now they're on my mouse pad. I'm like, okay, this guy's uh very special. Oh boy. And this is a YouTube reviewer that I they... don't know what people they send him they send this guy's clips to right. the podcast and they're like, check out this guy. <laughs> All right, I'll accept it. Yeah. This he's, this man exists in the world, and I'm what, not happy that I what know we that. We call a cool guy. Um, speaking of things that are cool, guys, we are on Spotify, in case you didn't <gasps> know that. I know you guys like Spotify, and we're there, just like so many other things. So if you're if you're listening to your cool tunes, if you're trying to relax after a, a day of hot yoga, just know that you can go right over and search for Mind Gap Podcast, and you will find us. We're right there. Right there on Spotify. So check it out. Amongst other places like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, things, Stitcher. YouTube, find us in all yep. those places, but specifically Spotify. That's where we are. Yeah. Come find us. Come hang out with us. 
It's pretty you cool. You can also type in Mind Gap Podcast in the Google machine, and it'll show you us. Google, show me where to find that Mind Gap. Yes, sir. Follow me, Timmy. Let's go through the darkness of the internet to find your deepest desires. Welcome and to that- poop.com. <laughs> <laughs> If Google had a voice, it would be exactly what you just heard. Did we just Dug find that. our first clip of the week? <laughs> <laughs> Market 11.35. All right. So let's just go back a little bit and say 11 minutes. There we go. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Do you think, okay, real quick. What do you think uh, if if Google Chrome itself, not the search engine, but Chrome, had a voice, what would it be? Imagine it'd be a very, he'd be like a spy. He'd be like smoking and he'd be like, hello, I know where you've been and I know where you want to go. All you need to do is ask. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hundred percent what it would be. Because at first I thought it'd be a creepy guy, but no, this one's intelligent. It knows it'll like, hey, uh, what are you trying to finish your sentence? Because I know the answer already. Based on your porn searches. (laughs) Listen, incognito is not that incognito. (laughs) Incognito, you wish. (laughs) Incognono. You wish no one knew, but I do. What about Internet Explorer? I feel like Internet Explorer would be, hey, guys, 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 search Inter- me. Guys. Internet Explorer is sloth guys? from Goonies. He's like, hey, you guys, you follow me install- on the pirate ship. You want me to install Chrome for you? It's like, don't worry. There's lots of leaks. <laughs> Everything's going to get out and get in, but we're going to have fun. Firefox has got to be just like this, like, old like they kind of don't fucking care anymore five no one remembers me that's what it's, it's who like, uses me you know i used who to uses me? i used to be, I used to be an someone. a-lister i used to be an right. a they'd come to me and they'd be like oh internet explorer's a piece of shit and they right. just they'd be all over me but now they, remember, they were like me. oh the new hot thing is firefox you remember you remember morpheus yeah we were best friends yeah yeah limewire Remember LimeWire? I used to get you what you needed. <laughs> uh, then fucking Chrome comes along. That piece of shit. Like, hey, you he's want an autograph? You, you want an autograph? Well, he's listening to you, that fucking Chrome. Yeah. He's watching you all the time. He's he knows your secrets. Watching. He makes it easy, but it's at a cost. It's at a, yeah, cost. at a cost. Also, you think that incognito mode does anything? <laughs> uh, you're wrong. It doesn't. Uh, you just got to input your information again. It just doesn't save it for you. That's it. Exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just a roadblock. A roadblock for your cock. That's it. A roadblock for your cock. Um, speaking of other cool things, uh, guys, we have merch on our merch store. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash 2E8. That's teespring.com slash stores slash the number 2, the letter E, the number 8. We've got a brand new t-shirt in the store. And uh, it looks a little something like this. Oh! People can't get enough gobby. That's right. Inspired from the Dungeon Karens, from the Dungeons and Dragons 
board game extravaganza, we've got ourselves a brand new t-shirt. It's also inspired from Jared. And it's this beautiful little goblin that says, you can't handle a gobby. So it's available in many different colors. Pick yours up today at teespring.com slash stores slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight, among other things like face masks and other t-shirts and other cool things right there for you. You support the podcast. You support your body. What else can you ask for? It's the best. We've got support garments for you. Mm -hmm. And all your non-nudity needs. That's kind of hard to say. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. Slotty says, speaking of fun t-shirts, Doug, you've got a couple things coming your way. Oh, thank you. How did Saturday go? So, uh, this last Saturday's uh, stream, video game stream, was amazing. We had Chris and Steve from the Review Universe podcast stop by, and we played a whole slew of Jackbox games. We played uh, Murder Trivia Party 2. We played Joke Boat. We played Quiplash. We played another one I can't remember the name of. Uh, we played, we played them all. We, and we ended on TKO. Um, and if you want to see highlights from that, head over to our YouTube channel. Now you can see a nice little cut. Uh, it is not for children and it is not safe for work. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but one of the highlights was we ended the stream with a game called TKO. And the whole purpose of that game is to design, you draw, and then you come up with slogans, and then you pick those slogans and the designs, and it goes on a t-shirt, and then you vote which one's going to win, and inevitably it gets filthy, because that's how the world works. And before we started, Chris from the Reviewedverse podcast said, hey, uh, I think that uh, whoever, whichever t-shirt wins, Doug, you should, uh, I'll buy it for you, and Doug, you should wear it on your next stream. And I was like, that sounds good, and did not take into account the level that people were willing to go to get the filthiness on a t-shirt. There were a lot of penises that people drew a lot. There was so many God, penises. So gross and phallic. So many penises. And ultimately the one that went one is going to be a real fun one to wear. And, um, I was told from both Slotty and Jared that in addition to the winning one, they both individually sent me other shirts that will inevitably have dicks on them. So, yep. And the my nice face. thing about this game is that it allows you, Doug informed me, it allows you to directly order whatever you've drawn in the game. Mm-hmm. And how wonderful is that? I mean, that's just what this is a shirt that, Doug, how are you going to keep this one from your daughter? Um, is this going to be under lock and key? I mean, here's the thing <laughs> I often look at these t shirts as like, well, I'll just wear them while I'm mowing. Or maybe when I'm walking the dog early in the morning. Oh, really? You're gonna? <laughs> Don't think that's gonna be possible. Um, this is true yep. capitalism at its finest. It's a shirt that I'll wear once, or not at all. Like, because these other ones, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, one of them has an adorable cat on it. it right. Really does. And I mean, we'll just we'll have to see. Well, you'll have to you'll have to tune into the Twitch stream when Doug wears it, and you'll. You'll see. Here's what I've agreed right. to. I've agreed to wear it for a podcast and for a video yep. game stream, so it's going to get two uses. So yes, there we go. So sure. you tune into one of those, and you will be able to see in all its glory what Doug is wearing. We'll see what happens. We'll see <laughs> what I get. It'll be a real blast. I Speaking of our video wait. game stream, this Saturday, that is August the 1st, first day of August, we are headed back into the dungeon. Oh, boy. For Dungeons & Dragons. 
the fantasy board game for adventure number four. And this is a big one, Justin. I is- wish I have to get some sort of like epic. Every time you tease this, I do not have a sound, a, some bed music to go under it. And that is completely on me. You've got some music you could play. It's not Tell me was, about going into. It's not what I expected. I expected this, the sexy stuff, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're headed back into the dungeon. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you going to do to me in the dungeon? Tell me about it. Tell me about uh, all the gobbies. <laughs> I can't wait to get my feet in that dungeon. Amongst other things. S- set foot. On the path to enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna whip out my MILF missiles. <laughs> send them directly into the face of the Hydra. Gonna Ooh. wait for those gobbies. People can't get enough gobby. To pop up. Maybe resurrect after I step on a trap. Break your mother's back. Yeah. <laughs> These spoken word poems are just really... <laughs> They're award-worthy, you know? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But we are headed so back in. Install, install for. This is, this is important because this is Adventure 4, and if you guys survive this one, then you level up. So it's a really big one. We get different outfits. That's right. You get different outfits. That's, that's it, what that means to me. And you get, more, you get more health points. You get more spell points. You get a lot of stuff. So Okay, but new outfits. But new outfits, right? I mean, come on. So it's going to be fun. Uh, we're always joined by Sam, by Jared, by Eric, by Justin, and I will be hosting as Dungeon Master. It's going to be great. So that's Saturday, August 1st, 8 p.m. Central Time. Head over to twitch.tv slash Podcast. Come hang out with us. Come make silly jokes. I've loaded the new soundbite into the uh, sound panel so you can play the Fuck Me Slotty uh, soundbite while uh, we play. Fuck Me Slotty. Hey, that's at your fingertips. So right? come on and you press guys those buttons. will get to play that as many times as you want, just like I can right now. Uh, fuck me, slutty. Ugh. It's you the want- it's the uh before it starts right. that, and I, I like I don't understand. I wish Jared was on this on the Twitch stream right now because I kind of I need to know what that was about. Why? Uh, fuck. Why? Uh, uh, <laughs> why that? Why did that happen? Because it's not like it's aggressive, like, fuck me, Slotty, you know, or like. Uh, yeah, it's not like, ah, oh, fuck me, Slotty. It's yeah. uh, fuck me, Slotty. Really enjoying <laughs> the concept of this. And I immediately paused. I go, well, I'm going to make that a soundbite. He's like, what? Of all the things I've said, that's the one you're going to take? I'm like, yes, of yep. course. Quotes out of context. That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> my favorite is- thing in the world. One of the most perfect sound bites I think we've ever captured. We've, we've captured some good ones. So. We have. We really have. Yeah. 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 So good stuff coming. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm always happy to do Dungeons and Dragons with you guys. You always make it so much fun. So I'm looking forward. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be. A- I'm very excited about it. Yeah. You know, let's get into some fun stuff for this week because we found uh, a match made in heaven. Perhaps a a team up of epic proportions, a crossover of worlds that puts Marvel's cinematic universe to shame. Yes, 
we are a course, colossal crossover of crunch. Yes, and something you will, you know, that none other than how Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> and Crocs, the shoe company, are combining forces to make the KFC chicken scented Crocs. It's the thing you need. Never I knew say more. Missed. It's the thing you never knew you didn't know you need. It's the one thing you didn't know that you ever wanted to exist. You know, if there's one thing that that if I could think of probably one of the worst things combination wise, it's the concept of the smell of feet <laughs> like st stinky. I've been walking in these crocs for days, never rinsed them out feet and then fried chicken on top of that, like oily greasy delicious golden crispy fried chicken yeah here's a shot of what we're looking at here uh what they look like uh um, it is is something do they i want to know if they come with those the chicken legs on top of them i as think they do here i think they do i think those is are this like a new is this a new like serving platform for them <laughs> I, is the chicken gonna come in a crock i don't know i just and one of the lines in here that's the most terrifying is, where is it? The price for the chicken-scented clogs has not been revealed yet, but they will be available for purchase. Given the limited edition nature, they are expected to sell out quickly. And that's the thing that I think pisses me off the most, is that these things will sell out. Yeah, absolutely. They're absurd. They're absurd items that. that, like... People feel like they need to have, right? It's it's just so bizarre. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Slotty says, as Jared would likely say, it's a chook on a crock. <laughs> uh, fuck me, Slotty. Thanks, Jared. Um, why? <laughs> I just, I want to know what the marketing pitch was, or the marketing meeting was. Like, who was, who was sitting at, was it KFC that went to the Crocs company, or was it Crocs that went to KFC? And no. said, hey, we should partner. I know who this was. Oh, tell me. This was this was Francis, an up-and-coming marketing guy. Who's, he's yeah. like, he wants to take his shot. So what he did is on his own, he commissioned a demographics report, a study of all the customers that come into KFC. And he's like, I need to know. I need to find that, that insight. I've got to find that one thing because, you know, Promotions are coming up. Mid-year reviews just came in, and I gotta, I gotta make my mark. And he's just going through the data, and it's just like pouring over it. And he's like, oh, "Wait, there's a connection between our Kentucky Fried Chicken and the sheer amount of people that wear Crocs." And he goes, "You know what? I'm not even gonna run this by the right people. I'm gonna make the call myself." And he did. And when that next big marketing meeting came in, he walked in there, just kicked the door open. It was like, shut the fuck up. I'm all, I'm going to save us. I'm going to save this company. And they're like, I already forgot his name. Francis. Francis, Francis, listen, we're fine. We're Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's plenty of fat people everywhere. We're not, we're not going out of business. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to save your ass. All right. Kentucky Fried Chicken has just partnered with Crocs. And everyone goes, what? He's like, I already made the call. I already signed the contract. We are good to go. Crocs are making 
Kentucky Fried Chicken, Chicken Scented Crocs. Francis, you're a junior copywriter. How did you actually, how did you get your hands on that contract? Well, i tell you what, uh, soon to be direct report. Um, I made it up. I've seen plenty of contracts on TV. I wrote it myself. We're good to go. Well, you're fired for starters. I don't think so. <laughs> he just tells him no. I don't think so. This is the only I confidence so. he's ever had in his life. He's like, I don't think so. It's like, you're going to be working for me someday. Dan, <laughs> the only the only piece of data that I think uh, that you got slightly wrong there was it's not people who enjoy wearing Crocs. It's people uh, whose feet are too fat to fit into regular shoes. And so the only option they have is to wear Crocs. So I'm going to ask an honest question here. This is not Please. being facetious. What is it about Crocs that people hate so much? For me, it's the fact that they're just they're gross looking. <laughs> Like they're just not stylish. They look like they are now. They look they look like the shoe equivalent of a person who's given up on life. Okay. Who just stops trying. I mean, it's weird because it's mostly a sh a rubber shoe, but mm -hmm. then it's also not. And I think that's what I don't like is it's trying too much to be something. It's yeah. like pick a lane, you know. Right. It's like a restaurant like, that's like we do pizza. We also do pasta, we do tacos, and we do ribs. It's like, I'm concerned about all of those being under one roof. Can you just pick one? Right. Technically, you can say all of those things are on your menu, none of which you do well. Yeah, I'm concerned yeah. if all of those are options. Concerned. I I think the thing is, too, like, it's funny because I don't have a problem with sandals. I don't care if people wear slip-on shoes, like Vans, that that um, the slip-on skater yeah. shoe. No problem with those whatsoever. But for some reason, when you make them a hybrid, when you like merge a slip on shoe and sandals and then you punctuate them and then you make them kind of out of rubber, I'm not a fan. I just I can't I, for some reason. And I don't mind house slippers either, either, which are just non rubberized Crocs. Yeah. It's I don't know what it is specifically about Crocs that piss me off. I feel like I've gotten a beat on fashion or at least I wouldn't I shouldn't say fashion. Uh, just you want to revise that popular items that people like to wear in my visits to Disney world, because oh, on okay. multiple occasions I've seen just like the popular things that everyone is doing. One of which sure. was the shoes that kids had that had like little roller skates in them. Oh yeah. The and they wheelies. would, they would go and they would skate for a second and then come down. I was like, wow, those are really big. Uh, the most recent time I went was selfie sticks were okay, really yeah. a big deal. Really, really, yeah. really big deal. But there was one particular time where everyone I saw had Crocs. And I was like, what are these things? And everyone had them. I'm like, I guess these are popular. And then all of a sudden, you know, it quickly became the nickelback of the footwear universe. Right. So Right, exactly. Slotty says, so Crocs plus sweatpants is the official uniform of nihilism. Yes. If they remade the Big Lebowski, the dude would 100% be wearing Crocs. How could you make Crocs sexy? Oh, man. Oh, I mean, my God. A, I just ordered my Crocs from Amazon.com, and oh, my God, it has Bayonetta's ass on them. Oh, it's so tasty. I would say put them on me, and boom. <laughs> oh. You've made them sexy. But I don't know. 
I don't think you can make Crocs sexy, man. I don't. You put Crocs on any individual. Like, think of the best looking actor or actress you can think of. You put Crocs on them, and I'm still gonna guarantee they're not good looking. They they just don't work. Dude, there has to be Croc porn out there, right? I take it back. Slotty says Paul Rudd could do it. You're right. <laughs> Paul Rudd could do it. You're right. I. He, that's you're right. He was trending today on Twitter because mm -hmm. he was just sexy. Fact, just because he's hot, yes, yeah. and he doesn't age. Yeah. So yes, how do you make him hot? To answer your question, Paul Rudd. Put him on Paul Rudd's feet. Paul Rudd. Yep. Paul Rudd would make them adorable. Yeah. I don't know if he'd make them sexy, but he would make them adorable. Yeah, he'd make them totally yes. adorable. Exactly. And I might even consider buying some uh, chicken crocs if Paul Rudd was hawking them. Mm. I'm just saying. Yikes. Only if he feeds them to me. I think my biggest issue with this is that there's they smell like chicken too. I'm like, I don't need that. Like, I no. really don't. And really these things don't. look just absolutely horrific. Like, yeah, they look like a bucket of fried fucking chicken. Yeah, they're like platforms. They almost look like platform shoes, and just I don't love a piece of food that much to be like I need a shoe that says this. Like, oh no, that smells of it. That smells of it and looks like that. Right. Like what I want you to think of a food that you would possibly put on your feet, like in this fashion, like what's one thing or, or like a corporate entity where you're like, I need to have something that you says what, what this is. You know what shoe my I would like? Mm. What shoe I'd like to try out mm. is a Kraft Mac and cheese shoe. There you go. Because I'd like to slip my foot into a shoe filled with Kraft macaroni and cheese. There you go. And just listen to the. It makes that noise around. like it auto. It it's does. like that's how it's designed is to always make that noise. Yep. Like you've got wet feet, but exactly. Not. Yeah. And then it just smells like mac and cheese and feet. Ugh. I think that's the other thing, too, is that. Crocs are designed to be worn in warmer weather. We can agree on this. Yes. Yes. OK, so in warmer weather, you sweat when you sweat. Typically, things start to smell. And so, again, I. I pose to you fried chicken and the smell of feet. It, there's just nothing good to come of this. There's nothing like it, man. That's really what it boils down to. There's nothing what like would it. You, what, what food would you put on your foot, Doug? Uh, I mean, uh, I think of like that, <laughs> that corporate entity, right? That's like you got to have uh, what's something that's really gross. Something just... Um, Sabaro, <laughs> Slotty says. Sabaros. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's a what's a gross one? Uh, like Jack in the Box or no? Uh, White Castle. <laughs> Ooh, it's what you crave. There you go. Hey, are you wearing those White Castle Crocs? You know it because I love corporate America, and this stuff not only makes me poop, but it also makes my fart smell bad, and therefore it's gonna make my feet smell bad. White Castle. You can eat there. <laughs> Crocs that come in a crave box. <laughs> it writes itself, man. It, it really does. Itself. This copy is writing it fucking self. How could you not? You know, oh how God. could you not? Does it some? say in that article when those are coming out? When uh, July 28th. As of when we uh, recorded it, it's coming oh, out. It came out yesterday. Man. So I would love to, I cannot wait to see how quick these units move. Well, let's head over to Crocs.com. Oh, it's already sold out. It's no. already sold out. Oh, it makes me so upset. Sold to hear out. 
Look at that oh shit. God. Look at that shit. Ugh. I mean, this. Look at this horrific commercial. This is terrible. Like, what's oh, what's boiling in there? I don't know. What could it possibly be? Ding ding. Chicken's done. Maybe. This is such a weird commercial, man. <gasps> yeah. Done. 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 Ugh. And look at those gross chickens on there too. I don't know why they have to put those on there. How big Ugh. they are. Ugh. <laughs> a truly There's original a recipe. Put these on your bucket list. Ugh. Oh, your bucket list. Don't like it. There's There's been some other really weird, weird product or brand crossovers in the past. And there's a Business Insider article that goes over these. And the, the first one they talk about is Burger King's Flame Cologne. Oh, yeah. And the the image that they use to sell this might be one of the most disturbing images I've ever seen. It harkens back to uh, when, um, oh, God, what's his name? Bert, uh, Bert Reynolds was on uh, Playgirl. Oh, yeah. It's just gross. Before we, we kind of go down that it's road, I want to draw attention cologne. to one other thing real quick. I want to, oh, please. I wanna, in particular, want to zoom in on one particular thing. The fried gibbets. You get each pair of co-branded footwear comes with two gibbets. Charms. Ma charms. Oh, made to resemble and smell like human are. chicken. But I want to zoom in on one thing in particular. Whoops, that's too far. Hold on. Right here. Not for human consumption. Well, good. I'm glad they specified that because they're like legal was like, you guys realize that someone's going to try and eat this, right? Like someone, some idiot's going to try and eat this because it looks like a real thing. Not a fan of it. Sad. I'm sad now. Oh, yeah. It makes me fucking sad that, that first off that these exist. And second, that legal had to say, Hey, just throw something on there. Throw a little bit of copy at the bottom. You can make it small. Yeah. But just say that just because it smells like fried chicken doesn't mean you can eat it. Water speech, welcome. He says huge resale market on Crocs. <laughs> and they smell like chicken. Because <laughs> they come from the Chinatown market. Oh my God. That's funny. That's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> Look at this. Oh my God. Last sale, $250. Oh my God. It's it's a These nightmare. Are, the, the Crocs are reselling for two hundred dollars. Well, Sly says, dude, the resale on the KFC croc is already $98. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't need it. Don't like it. Anyway, going back to the weird crossover, let's show everyone what you were talking about here. Which Ugh, is God. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. What's for under, those of what's you listening there? on the podcast, Ooh, just yeah. on Business Insider, just look up 13 bizarre products from brands you know and love. That's all you got to look up. So basically but what Axe we're looking at right spray, now. Yeah, right, we're, yeah, we're looking at a photo of a guy wearing that creepy king's head, Ugh. and he's laying on his side in a very sexy magician pose in front of a fire with a blanket over him, and there's this bottle called Flame right in front right. of his junk. And That's it says here, thankfully, it doesn't actually smell like a Burger King store, but we're unsure if, quote, the combination of Axe Body Spray tag and this YSL cologne characterization when you user gave it is any better. It, I, like, it's just basically every douchey cologne that you could possibly think of. And then Burger King, for some reason, decided they needed to market this. Burger King's like, we're all over this. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you got, I, I got to give people 
I can't even say give them credit or give them kudos. They're trying to do something. Sure. Sure. They're trying. They're trying. There's another one in here that I think is just, I kind of want to get my hand on one of these, but it's yeah. NASCAR romance novels. Yeah. Let's absolutely talk about this. Yeah. Because this um, one. There's Harlequin is apparently a uh, line of trashy romance novels. NASCAR teamed up with them. And they made a, uh, yeah, they made one of those uh, sex novels that your moms like to read. So mm-hmm. have fun with that. Ooh, here we go. Uh, this is, the, check out the description of this one. Here we, yeah. Re, hold on, Doug. Okay, yeah. Set the stage. Go ahead. All right. Let me, let me, let me get you guys a little close up of me here while I tell you all about this one. Former NASCAR driver Derek Garner wants only to run his youth program for inner city kids. But in passion, teacher Claire Sablin has her own ideas for her students, and she never mixes business with pleasure. Except this time, she's finding dark and sexy Derek hard to resist. She's going to just... <laughs> oh man yeah nascar and romance get your rocks off i just pooped jacular in my moist missile that's right yeah yeah some of the other ones on this list are just really gross um <laughs> but we don't need to go we don't need to go over all of these what um, you mean like gerber adult food Right, or Cosmo Edibles. Not sure what that is. Yeah. Don't want to know. It's like, so it's like dairy products. Right. Including yogurt and soft cheeses. That's right, a woman's magazine offering refrigerated edible goods. Why? Or Paula Deen's butter-flavored chapstick. Yeah, that because, one is, oof. Because Paula Deen. But do you see the phrase on there? It says, put a little south on your mouth. Sorry, <clears throat> and she's got her face on there. I mean, let's. I mean, this is just you know, it's you know, Paula Deen's got eyes like doll's eyes. <laughs> she really does. Her water speeds. You shut your mouth. He said all these crossovers are all at the MCU's fault. Fuck you. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? You shut your mouth. Oh my god. Woo. Yeah, I would say go go look the rest of these up. Like Cadbury bath products. We don't need chocolate foot scrub. That's just gross. Bic pantyhose. That seems like a perfect one. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strange yeah. times. Some swings and misses. Swings yep. and misses. As Jesus once said, they can't all be gems. You know? Look, if Jesus said it. You know it's true. In that's other news, <laughs> would you say? I said that's the holiest sound effect I had. Yeah, right. Ta da! Yeah. He's awake. All right, I take it back. Jesus! <laughs> it better. That's gotta be a. That's gotta be a clip too, right? <laughs> Forty-two minutes in. Yeah, I'm gonna label this just Jesus exclamation point. That'll be good. I did I did find this next thing really interesting because we I mean this goes right in line with what we talked about a couple a couple times in a row. Uh or sorry, a couple podcasts in a row, and then Slotty uh wrote a wonderful article for Two East States uh blog section 
You can check that out if you look up, uh, go to tweestaith.com and check out the blogs page. Um, it talks about what movie theaters are going to have to do moving forward to kind of keep up with the times. And Universal and AMC Theater finally came to an agreement. Seems they had like some AMC. wine. They went out to dinner. One thing led to another. Bada bing, bada boom. AMC, AMC fingered Universal, and then here we are, you know? Right, exactly. And then, a, look, AMC goes, hey, look, Universal? We'll get to the button in a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, no, I, I think it's funny that they came to this. So they, they came to a groundbreaking 17-day theatrical window deal, which basically... Uh, they're not going to do it for all movies, but uh, they agreed that after a movie has been in theaters for 17 days, if it's not performing as well as Universal was hoping, that they can then put it on uh, VOD. And uh, yeah, the AMC finally basically caved because they were the ones, it was Universal that they, AMC was like, we refuse to show any Universal movies ever. And then AMC went, you make far too much money on your movies for us to say that. We're sorry. Yeah. Can yeah. you please come to the table with us? Thank you. It was interesting because um, what I find interesting is basically they have an option to have a movie in theaters for three weeks, which is typically where they make the majority of their money anyway. Right. And then they have the option to then go to premium video on demand. What I don't like about this deal is it sounds like AMC is going to get a piece of the proverbial premium VOD pie and take a slice right. from the revenue generated from those $20 rentals. I feel like that's bullshit. <laughs> that's if horseshit. It's not, right. If it's not happening on... <clears throat> well, because so AMC, later on in the article, it does talk about AMC actually creating its own streaming platform. Yeah. Or its own... Uh, like a yeah digital delivery platform which if that's the case absolutely then amc should get a cut of that but if you're renting this off of apple tv or off of your on demand if you've got xfinity or whatever it is if you're renting it off of there then there's no fucking reason that amc should take any sort of cut of that period. yeah because like Bottom line. yeah i don't understand how amc i mean obviously they're just trying to get you know some sort of deal in there with them. But I'm like, what have you done to contribute to the premium video on demand? You're part of this business ends once the movie leaves the theater. Absolutely. So yeah. fuck you. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sure it was part of a compromise, but I think it's bizarre, especially if you said, as they try to make their own, you know, yeah. they're just going to squeeze them for as much as they can. Then they're going to have their own. They were going to probably try to run it through there. In which case the movie theaters or the movie companies will then have to parlay through that service. Right if they want to keep the deal going. And this is where I just look at AMC. I'm like, you guys, do you really carry that much weight? <laughs> There's a quote where they say, AMC is highly confident that moviegoers will come to our theaters in huge numbers in a post-pandemic world. Sure, maybe some a point. year, two years down the road, uh, at some point it will return, but you guys are going to be fucking hurting for a while. There's no way that people are flocking back in massive numbers come fall. It's just not going to happen. I mean, the Saint Sports, man. Like, I, I no. mean, I'm sure people want to go see this, but I feel like in the and, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm I'm totally wrong on this, but I feel like there's so many entertainment options out there, and 
going to a a dark enclosed space with strangers to watch a movie when you have so many other options out there i just don't think people are gonna are really gonna do that you know no, not at all. And this quote from the CEO from AMC really pisses me off. He goes, AMC enthusiastically embraces this new industry model, both because we are participating in the entirety of the economics of the new structure and because premium video on demand creates additional potential for increased movie studio profitability, which should in turn lead to the green lighting of more theatrical movies. So all I hear is, Jack off, jack off, jack off, jack off. Money, jack off, jack off, jack off. Like, that's yeah. all I'm hearing. And he was the one, they were the ones who were pushing so hard against anything going to VOD or any sort of streaming. They yeah. wanted to preserve that. So to say you're embracing this new model, fuck you. They're embracing the new model because they get a piece of it, which exactly. I don't understand why they should get a piece of it, honestly. And I, I really love the movie theater experience, but this, is, this seems quite too. insane to me that this would even be a possibility that they could, that anyone would even allow them universal in my opinion has the upper hand and i, I probably i'm wrong here because that's why they cut the deal right i'm just like i guess the fear of not being able to release your your stuff in theaters is pretty terrifying right well that and i think amc probably i i guarantee you they were panicking they were like oh fuck we are in a far worse place than we realized and they were like well what can we do and so there was this probably this mad dash to to strike some sort of a deal and everyone was like sure just compromise compromise so we can we can get this done and we can kind of level what we're doing and i think i i don't know i think if a little bit more uh if they had addressed this a little bit earlier i think they could have uh, they could have come to something that made a little bit more a little bit more sense to me i agree i i feel oh, like i got a room where it happens so i don't know maybe i'm wrong i don't know i i i feel like uh, I don't know, man. I just I have a hard time believing that that is that necessary for Universal to be no. like, all right, we'll give you a piece of that. I just I can't think of a good way to phrase this, but AMC has no business dealing with with uh, Universal's VOD releases unless it was through AMC's service itself. If they're releasing this through Apple, fuck you. Like you have no, you're not distributing that in. That's Apple. It has nothing yeah. to do with you. Like, fuck off. You're not you're not the distribution platform at that point. So there's no reason you yeah. should be cut of the pie. Yeah, fuck that. So whoever negotiated yeah. that, probably it was Francis probably went in there. It was like, don't worry, guys, I got this. And he somehow as as, just swindled him. Right. He was like, you know what? KFC, I'm too big for you now. You can't handle this. I have bigger and better things to fry, no pun intended. And I'm moving on. And, uh, you know, he went over to AMC. He's like, guys, I got this. Check this out. Hey, Universal, sit down. Let's talk. No, what it was is Universal saw the Crocs or AMC saw the Crocs. They're like, get me yep. Francis. <laughs> Whoever did this is a genius. The CEO was wearing them and said, these are A, the most comfortable and B, the most mouthwatering shoes I've ever had on my feet. And I, we need that kind of energy to negotiate yes. with Universal. <laughs> Also, who wants to do fried chicken for lunch? Because I'm hungry. Because I'm fucking hungry. Am I right? Crocs, it, it'd, be this, it'd be the same thing as if uh, Crocs got a cut of every meal sold at KFC. That's actually a pretty good 
Like, well, our shoes are making people hungry, and therefore, every time someone purchases a meal, you know, we're gonna get a little, uh, we're gonna get a cut of that. Well, there was like the, there was the guy who was it? I can't remember. There's been a couple of these legendary deals, right, that you hear about. I oh, feel yeah. like there was a baseball player who secured something in his contract that said, no matter what happens, he's owed X amount of dollars, and he got it cleared. And it's like, so even if he doesn't play. He still gets money, and I think that's still the case. And he's just like nailing. And I also think I heard about some guy who sold. He was like working for Coca Cola, yeah. And he made some sort of deal where he got X percentage of every soda that was like sold to them, like as part of his like sales contract. So like he just it was continual. So and he he landed a big client, and so every time like a purchase was made, he got a percentage of it. That's ridiculous. He's like, hey, what are you going to do? These, Those are the type of people that figure it out. It's like when Lucas, uh, initially with Star Wars, where he was like, you give me merchandise, and they're like, fucking fine, have merchandise, idiot. Yeah. And then he made, then he sold the company for $4.5 billion cash. Yeah. So who's laughing now? Yeah. It, you know, it's those people who make those deals that one time, and it works, and then, the, and then whoever made the deal with them goes, well, we're not going to do that again. And then it's closed for everyone else. Uh, Water Speech says, uh, forget the emoji movie. We need a Crocs flick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I said Bobby Bonilla is apparently the person. And Magic Johnson allegedly had one of those deals, too. That's crazy, man. Interesting. <clears throat> like, I don't understand how that stuff gets through the contract it's, negotiation it, yeah. process. <clears throat> Seems wild it's, to me. It's either it's either an unprecedented move and people don't realize what it what the what the long term effects are of that, or it's just people asleep behind the wheel and and they just don't they're just not paying attention to when the you know what gets slipped in in the fine print. It's one, well, I, I don't know. I feel like um, you know the George Lucas situation, the merchandising rights. I understand yeah. that because merchandising didn't mean shit up no, to right. that point. Up to that point, yeah. And now it's uh, you know, and then it moves on to to what it is now where it's like that's why you make movies <laughs> it's entirely for merchandising rights married yeah. with gaming welcome back sir hello. hello hello to you hello to you sir um speaking of hello um the Ellen DeGeneres show workplace is under investigation by Warner Media dun 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 <laughs> I always forget that we have that sound effect. <laughs> I always forget to use it. Um, in fairness. Uh, apparently, uh, it, it's some toxic shit going on over there. You know? That it's uh, Apparently, it's not about Ellen DeGeneres. Apparently, it's not about that. So, um, uh, yeah, there was, like, apparently, according to this article from um, Peacock News, uh, at a work party, there was a black woman was talking to one of the head writers and one of the show's main writers said, I'm sorry. I only know the names of the white people who work here. Nope. Ugh. That ain't, that ain't going to fly. Yeah. So apparently there's a lot of shit going down over there and, uh, which is really sad, sad to hear that stuff. Cause you know, you see the show, you see the highlights and everything seems so great. That show is like a beacon of light or at least was a beacon of light yeah. in, in a very, you know, mixed up weird world. And, uh, you know, Ellen was just everyone's, 
the show made people happy. It was, it was everyone's friend. I will say that ever since we've gone into the quarantine uh, world and everyone's doing, been doing the uh, shows from home, her show just hasn't had the same, the, the highlights and stuff. <clears throat> it hasn't had that same magic to it that when anytime i've seen the the tr- the previews for today's episode or whatever yeah it just, i don't know why it's just something it, she it, i don't know if the, the magic's gone i can't describe what it is but that je ne sais quoi that whatever it was that made it like oh this is so cool and oh how touching it just feels empty i don't know and yeah. when 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 all this pandemic thing and the quarantine first happened I didn't hear that she specifically was under fire because she was either not taking precautions for the people who was setting up gear in her house or she wasn't using her crew to set it up and she hired someone else to help set up the gear and and do all that stuff. So she did come under fire for not really taking care of her of her crew very early on and I don't know whatever came of that but it does sound like the 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 um the the Disney-esque nature, this perfect picture uh, front or facade that's on the show doesn't really seem, based off this article, doesn't seem to exist behind the scenes. That's interesting. Mary with Gaming asked, do you think her not, her having an audience is what's missing? Because I feel like for a show like that, it's, I mean, it's, you, it's tough because something like The Late Show, right? Yeah. That also is really good with an audience and stuff like that. But I feel like, yeah, Water Speech just said, yeah, she used to give a ton of stuff away to the crowd. I feel like yeah. having those stories of those people and having them physically there, you know, she's had people who are like, yeah, my husband or my spouse is deployed and haven't seen him forever. And it's like, they're backstage. It's like those sort of very or, personal and your house. Yeah, yeah. Those real moments are there and those elements are very are there. And I think it leads to something that's pretty special. So I definitely think that's part of it. But I think that's. Oh, that's that's a really unfortunate thing because you know you ever worked in a toxic environment? Have I? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like? Well, I'll tell you on Monday when I go back to work. <laughs> Are you still off from uh, work right now? Oh yeah, I took I'm oh, off the whole week. Hell yeah, nice. No wonder you're so right. happy. I right? I came into this and. <laughs> Came on the call before we started this, and I'm like, "What's up, Doug?" You're like, "Hey!" You called yeah. me at like earlier today, and I'm like, "Oh, he must have just taken a break or something." You know, we went for no, a run. I was, and out, I was out having a beer by the lake, yeah. you know, relaxing, enjoying. I did dawn on me. I was like, "Oh, that's right. There's no way you could have done that uh, if you were working." So, uh, um, yeah, no, I I've worked in toxic environments before, um, in in different capacities, and it's it's just not good. Where you're either your management is completely inept or it's you're surrounded by people who just make it a pain in the ass to come to work um, or make it really fucking awkward because they just don't, they don't quote unquote get it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's either really inappropriate jokes or there's uh they don't respect the personal. There's so many different situations I can think of that I've been in. So it's, it's, it makes it really hard to, to, to do your day to day and it makes it hard to focus on what you're, what your actual job is. You know, I know yeah. you've had that experience. I did. I had that for about six years and um, it was my first real job at the hotel. And it was tough because, cause yeah, cause toxic environment, it's, 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 it's one of those phrases that just kind of gets thrown around. So I feel like it, the meaning gets lost. 
I guess, yeah. What it, what it would you consider that then? Maybe I need to amend my answer. No, I th- I think you're right. I think a toxic environment is an environment in which you can you you have a hard time functioning because sure. your surroundings are so awful. Like, right, unapologetically, just you're talking about a weight on your shoulders. Like you can barely get through the day yep. because it is so bad. <laughs> and there's there's because there's a difference between this place is run like shit and then also the personnel side of it where, oh my God, my boss, I just went and asked my boss like, hey, these people are having trouble with their room. They want to move. And I go to the back office to ask him like, hey, do we have rooms available? And he goes like this. He goes, he goes like, what color are they? And I'm like, for those uh, listening to the podcast, Doug just rubbed his finger on his arm to indicate skin. That's yeah. what his boss used to do. To or him. he used yeah. to have a code word for black people. He called them Democrats. He'd go, uh, they Democrats? I go, yeah. And he goes, no. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, or, he, or he'd be had, like, he'd go, I would have had such mm. a hard time. He'd go, mm. like, are they gay? He'd limp his wrist. He goes, mm. I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. No. I'm like, what the how fuck this, are we doing? How did this person have a fucking job? How did he, they, he, his thing was, the thing was, he wasn't even the worst of the problem. <laughs> he wasn't Ooh. even remotely the, the biggest part of the problem with that organization. It was it was a shit show from top to bottom. From TB. If you, if you know Doug on a personal level and you know this place that he worked, do us a favor. Don't stay there. Well, here's the thing. Public, At this point, but- all that shit is... All those people are gone. It got repurchased from the oh, lobby to the penthouse. Penthouse yeah. in quotes. Right. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of shady shit we would do. Like it was, and it was highly encouraged, highly encouraged to do shady shit. One of the worst things is if people left gift bags at the front desk to like give out to people that yeah, had party or something. Eight to twelve hours after they should have picked it up, and if no one claimed it, people behind the desk would just take it. You shit me. Nope. If there was food, that food would be eaten. Really? Whatever was in there would be like, well, they didn't get it. And they just, they would claim it for themselves. Wow. Horrific. It was, and again, it was encouraged. Like people just wow. did it all the time. It was so bad. Just, oh, I worked at a, I worked at a pizza place where we would steal food right off people's plates. Is that the same thing? Not quite. Not okay, quite. cool. Just checking. I'm just checking. Yeah. It was just, it was one of those things where you, I would, I would dread going into work because I was just, I, I was always put in a situation where I hated having to lie to people. I was forced to lie to people about what was going on. And I was always told like, it's cool. It's just the way that it is. And when you look back, you're like, what kind of sort of Stockholm syndrome bullshit that I go through to have to survive. Your moral moral compass was just spinning. It was awful. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. I met Drew working at the hotel. And one of my least favorite experiences was, um, I forged his signature on something. So what happened was there was a maintenance guy that worked there that Mr. Are they Democrats was uh, he hated and he wanted him to get, get him fired. So whenever someone would call down something for maintenance in a room, we were supposed to manually log it on a log and and just be like, Hey, this is the time that would happen. And then we'd initial it and say that they called in and whatever. And so he made me, he goes, make up a thing that happened that he didn't respond to. And I was like, well, I wasn't working that shift. He's like, well, who was working? I was like, Drew, he goes, just put Drew's stuff down there. Oh, wow. So I I went and I, I forged it, and I, and I did Drew's initials. And when 
this this maintenance guy's boss came to check on it. He's like, "Hey, uh, Drew, can you tell me about this?" And Drew looked down. And he goes, "That's that's not mine. I didn't. That's not mine. Those aren't my initials." Oh, As I just wrote DD, he doesn't do that. He does yeah. ADT or TD or whatever it is. Like that's how he does his initials. So he's like, right. "This is no, and, it's not yeah. me. Someone else Andrew, wrote that in there." Yeah. And I was like, "And I because I did it because I was I was coerced into it." Oh my and god! Yeah. I well, felt horrible. Got to do this, and I was just watching it unfold, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I can never tell Drew that that was me." And then, of course, years later, when we worked at a Simon desk, I'm like, yeah. "I need to confess to something." He goes, "I don't even fuck remember what that was." I go, "It's haunted me," because this guy, I was like, "That was the level of bullshit that people were yeah, doing." Man. It was horrible. That's crazy level. Again, I don't know how that guy kept his job as a fucking manager again because he wasn't the worst of the bunch. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I would have had you know me and how upset I get at that shit. I would have been fired from that job without a doubt. I I would have lost my shit on someone. It was awful, man. I, I've said it before. I mean, two separate occasions, I broke down crying in a stairwell because yeah. I was just so upset and so frustrated. Because especially being in our position, we had to be facing the customers at all times, and we were just outright lying to people every day about stuff yeah. and. We would close, like, I remember one time we closed the pool for, like, a few months in the winter. People would be coming in excited to take their kids into a hotel to go swim in the pool. And they show up and we're like, pool's closed. Uh, they're working on it. And they're like, what the fuck? That's why we came here. Yeah. And our boss, I'd like, go to my boss because he didn't want to deal with it. He's like, just tell them it's on the, it was on the website. I'm like, how is that supposed to solve this problem? Oh, I'm man. essentially blaming them for not having eyes, which to some extent is true, right? Like... Sure. If it's there and you don't see it, that's, but I mean, it should be, there were people that made reservations and then after the fact, this was done and no one called them. No one contacted right. them to be like, hey, by the way, if this is a big deal, we can cancel this without refund. You know, right. like at Water Speech asks, how often do people call you on your lies? Some people did, man. Because well, here's the thing is our lies weren't good. They were easily disproved because... We were essentially what your goal was to try and get out of your shift. And I, you'd have to just kick the can down the road. And that was the most depressing thing about leaving is you'd punch out. You'd be like, I fucking made it. But a second, you take about 10 steps and you realize everything that I just punted is going to probably be waiting for me. A significant percentage of that will be waiting for me when I come back in for my next shift. And the worst is if you work second shift and then you had to work first shift, Everything you did the night before is definitely going to be waiting for you when you come in in the morning. Yeah. It was the worst. It was the worst. And I could not separate my work life from my home life. I'd come home just miserable. And Jill's like, you know, you got to leave that there. And I'm like, how can I? I know what's yeah. waiting for me when I go back. A nightmare. An absolute nightmare. And so, That's yeah. Toxicity is a real thing. Now, I've never been in a situation where I was being bullied, yeah. you know, or I was being abused. Or when someone made me feel small, like, you know, this woman in this article was saying, like, so it's like, I don't know your name because of the color of your skin. I mean, that's that's pretty fucked up, you know? That, that's toxic on a, on a whole different level. Yeah. Both whole very bad situations, but it's yeah. it's definitely not an apples to apples. I'm not saying one's better or worse. I mean, there's just, like I'm saying, like, there's multiple ways to define a toxic workplace. Right. And, but one, oof. I guess, one where you do not feel comfortable being at work. Yeah. When you're forced to lie to guests like that, or when you're forced to just kind of 
because one of your superiors is openly racist and you're forced to just deal with it. Yeah. I mean, it, they, it, it runs the gamut. Yeah. It was one of those things where, um, and I was so young, I was like 22. Right. And you need a job. And so you're like, what am I going to do? Am I going to call my boss out on this? I didn't have, I didn't have the wherewithal to have that kind of conversation. We're like, Hey, I'm not comfortable with you doing this. And be right. like, are they black? Then don't help them because they typically right. complain. What are right. you talking about, sir? Now, I would love to see them try to pull that same shit with 37-year-old Doug. Oh, man. that That's just – well, the thing is 37-year-old Doug doesn't need that job. So 37-year-old okay. Doug would do his research and be like, who the fuck are you guys? And the right. second that happened, yeah, that would be an interesting thing to happen. Like if 37-year-old Doug comes to 22-year-old Doug and goes – I'm going to give you the day off. All right. Let me step in here for a second. Okay. Well, first things first, everyone would look at you that day and go, Hey man, what happened? They'd be like, you, you look, get, like, you you look the same. You're still, you're still, you're still bald. <laughs> it's a little bit grayer here, but you're still yeah, bald. What? Yeah. You look really tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, that would be an interesting thing where I'd be like, Hey, um, you know what? We can't fix this place. So just like in fight club, I've set uh, charges through various, Specific places in this building, and uh, the cool people get out of here because we're going to detonate this stuff and just start over because there's no point. How, how awesome would it be, though, if you if like you had that that wherewithal and that last day and you were just like, you know what? I'm comping every fucking person who walks in there. Well, that's one and of those like just, fantasies that you have, you know, upgrades, and you were comping people and you were like, sure, we can do this so that. You know what? Here's a voucher to the restaurant. The, oh, all, the only thing I really liked about leaving was that um, they fucked me over real bad in that they were sort of like, no one was looking out for my career and I was yeah. trying to look out for my career, but I expected someone else to help me. And so like they screwed me out of a lot of opportunities. And at the end, they're like, well, we're going to give Doug after six years of being there. They're like, we're going to help Doug. We're going to give him some experience with housekeeping. So they sent me to a sister hotel. It's not a sister hotel. It's just the GM was married to a woman who was a GM at this other hotel. And they're like, I want you to go over there and shadow the housekeeping department because maybe I could come back and help them with housekeeping or whatever and be a manager over there. And while I was it, on this, what's that? It's housekeeping in line with what you were going it to was, do. It was, something, it was basically an idea of like, if I get more experience throughout the hotel, I'll be more rounded, well-rounded. And I can base, I'll have more skills. I can potentially okay. do whatever. But while I was there doing this shadowing, um, Drew approached me and essentially was like, I got a job. Do you want it? Yeah. And I go, sure. And I did an interview and he was like, hey, man, take uh, take as long as you need. It was a Friday. I go, I'll be here on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so you walked the fuck out. I, I, I immediately just called yeah. uh, the GM. I go, hey, just so you know, I've taken another opportunity and uh, I'm going to do something else. And he was like, all right, cool. Just let the other hotel know. I'm like, no problem. And I remember emailing that guy. and He was like, hey, I'm really stunned right now. Basically, he was like, I didn't expect this. Um, I, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't really helpful. So I was like, why is this a big deal? I'm not going to be back. Like, I just I got a new job. I'm out. This. Yeah. I thought we were giving you uh, an opportunity to really grow yourself. I didn't expect that you would just. I was getting paid twelve fifty an hour. Like I wasn't getting, and they weren't even paying for it. The Essex right. was so. <laughs> yeah. Poor shit. Anyway, Poor shit. To toxic communities suck. And if you're listening, uh, 
shoot us, reach out to us on our social media. Tell us about your horrible situations. Like, yeah, I don't want to commiserate, but it feels good to get that stuff out because I like looking back to it in retrospect and just being like, Jesus Christ, like I survived that. I came out the other end. And again, I, I wasn't bullied or anything like that, but it was a harrowing experience for me just to see how, how to not manage people and how yeah. to give really bad customer service and how it well, hurt I, me. I hate to say this, but it hurt me in my soul to basically know that I was lying to people, like regularly yeah. lying to people. It was just the worst. <laughs> I, uh, I will say too, that if you, uh, if you're in, if you're in a toxic work environment, it'll, it you'll, you're going to get through it. Just, just know you're going to get through it because, uh, it can seem like it's really fucking dark while you're in the middle of it. We've all been in it. We've all gotten through it. Just keep pushing, keep pushing forward. Keep looking for that next thing. You'll get through it. And here's also what I'll say. Uh, find out what you really like to do. At yes. that time, I just had that job because I needed to have a job while I was in grad school. And then I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't find any other job, but also because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. You I were remember just... Blind. Coming home and just being miserable, Jill's like, well, we got to figure out what to do. She's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I couldn't figure out what, what I wanted to do. And so, like, I didn't yeah. really have – so I, I convinced myself that try to find another hotel to work at. But I didn't like working at hotels. But then I felt like that's the only thing my resume spoke to. And so, I mean, I got lucky. I got lucky that I had a friend who had a position and he helped me get in there. So that was the big deal. And I returned – I feel like I returned the favor to Drew to some capacity. Um one hell to another, I suppose. But we've got Slotty who says, I feel like just saying I was an assistant manager at Radio Shack is all I need to say. And uh, Married with Gaming says, you want to talk about toxic work environments? I worked at a GameStop. If you've ever been into a GameStop, you know how terrible that place is. <laughs> Slotty says, each time you gave someone $4.16 for their three-month-old game, a bit of your soul left. <laughs> they were notorious. We're like, yeah, you can bring your games back and we'll buy them. But they bought them at such a discount. It was such a ripoff. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was like uh, it was like when you sell your books back at college. Oh, that racket. Like, you that buy a book for nine racket. you six fifty. Yeah. Dude, you'd spend hundreds of dollars on horseshit books to then be like, and here's ten dollars back. It's like, fuck you. Ugh. I water speech says kudos to you, Doug, for not developing a debilitating drinking habit during your tenure at the hotel. I agree because I 100 uh, percent after a bad day, will will fucking pour a cocktail and go to town. I would have I would have been a wreck if I worked at that hotel. I have my own vices, but um, I did develop plantar fasciitis from it. So, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I, I feel like we need to pull a plantar fasciitis soundbite. Here we go. I don't know why. Just do. I have plantar fasciitis. And right. Mark. And Mark. <laughs> oh my God. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. I once broke company policy and returned someone's new game because it was trash. Like it was just a bad game. What game was it? What do you think it was? <sighs> Shaq Fu. <laughs> I did develop a crippling addiction to sex bots from working there. Yes, that's very true. Yes. 
Dude, that's the other thing I got exposed to was the world of prostitution. It was a real thing when you work at a hotel, without a yeah. doubt. The Medal of Honor remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can imagine the world of prostitution is a whole different thing to have your eyes open to. I remember there was this pimp that came in, bright pink suit, hat, glasses, holding a Bible. And he was like, hey, man. I'm here to see the pool. And I was like, uh, no, nah, man, like we can't do that. Like you got to schedule a time. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to go on up. And he just like got in the elevator. I'm like, sir, no, 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 no. You just can't come hang out. Like, he's like, I'm just going to take a look. I'm like, why are you here, sir? Like you can't no. I'm here to see the pool. I'm just here to check out the pool. I was like, dude, this is a, this is a, this dude is the most ridiculous looking guy I've ever seen. I was like, looking back and I'm like, he's probably checking on one of his ladies. Like, it's like, nah. It's gonna be all right. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't just do that. Like, boy. <laughs> between that and the homeless man, I got really good at getting those guys out of the hotel. That was a, yeah. that was always a fun one. I had a guy come up to me at like nine o'clock at night, wearing a tank top, and his face. I just remember him kind of being like this, and he was like real, like flaky. Like he's like, he's like face was all, his mouth was all. He had dry mouth, and he was like, "Hey, man, do you have a job application?" And I was like. Sure. Uh, here, I was because I, I didn't know what to do at the time. And this yeah. guy working with me like slapped my hand away. He goes, "Yeah, you gotta come back in the morning and do that during business hours." Like, because then the guy goes, "Can I use your bathroom?" He goes, "No, it's locked up, man. Sorry, you gotta come back." And they turn to me, he goes, yeah. "Look, don't ever do that. Don't ever give anyone a job application at nine o'clock at night, especially a guy looking like that. Like, you are not. That's not a good thing. All right, it's <laughs> not a good thing. Don't do that." I was like, "Okay." Oh my god. And I also wow. got, I got the uh, old change trick where guys would try to like, Hey man, do you have oh. change for a, for a five? I want some ones. And yeah. they start doing the game, the math game with you and they screw you up. I, I fortunately, I never fell for that, but I definitely I fell had, for some other tricks. When we live, well, we lived, when we worked at, felt like we lived there. When we worked at the container store, Milos and I worked there and Milos is real fucking sharp with, with money, with math. He's real fucking good at it. So when he would work register, he had someone tried to pull that on him. And Milos was smart enough to do like a reverse change game with them. And was like, no, here's how, here's why this is wrong. And like, boom, wow. boom, 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 back at him. And I was just like, dude, I would have so given that guy the wrong money. <laughs> you're this, co this company is so lucky. I wasn't working the register today. I did have one big fuck up that I thought about the other day that I'm still mad that I let happen. This kid, young kid had to be 20 or less or younger. Came in and he wanted to book like a couple of suites. That in itself was weird. Yeah. So he gave me a card. I tried to use the card and it declined. And usually what you do is you have to call it in. Mm -hmm. So instead of calling the card company, he goes, yeah, you know what? Just call this number. And I took the number that he gave me and they're like, yeah, he gave me some fake number. He's like it's approval code. He's like, it's approved. He went up there and basically we got screwed for several hundred dollars because I accepted it, even though I should have trusted my instincts. I'm like, it didn't work. But I, it, yeah. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I take it for a that, ride. That's a hard lesson you had to learn. Cause I didn't have, I didn't want to be like, I'm sorry, your card declined. That's always a really embarrassing thing for people. Right. We had to do that at the container store too. We yeah. absolutely, we had to do the, the number and the whole nine yards. And yeah, if you say, Hey, look, I'm sorry. They go, well, can you run it again? I, I can't. It's like, sure I can. And it will have the same result. Yep. Nope. Can't. Sorry. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's game over. Um, yeah, the other the other situation that I found myself in when I worked at the container store. 
the throwdown. We're there. Yeah. So today's throwdown. Let's <laughs> Mary McGamey goes, is this the origin story of Practical Doug? One hundred percent. Today's throwdown um, is uh, is partially inspired by Slotty. Uh, he had said one half of this and I went, well, who could go up against that? So I uh, the only other person that I thought could go up against it, uh, I chose. And today's throwdown is going to be Genie of the Lamp from Aladdin versus Kazam. So two genies? Yeah. But it's not. It's Kazam, Doug. It's Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. But it's Robin Williams' voice on a genie. Right. So this is why this is good, is what you're telling me. Yep. So I haven't seen Kazam, so... I say we pause right now and watch it. We'll be right back. Actually, it's on Amazon Prime. Let's start a watch party. Boop. <laughs> oh, Slotty goes, we're talking exclusively the Will Smith remake, Genie. Yes, actually, yes. That's kind of perfect, are. actually. It's person to person. It's not cartoon character to, to person. 100%. It is the Will Smith. I forgot that was. I just watched that movie. Really? Literally, like a few days ago. And I completely forgot it existed. That that memorable here's, of a film, huh? Review. Yep. <laughs> How good is it? I don't know. I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot it existed. When did you watch it? Today? <laughs> did you All have right. to work? No, I had the day off. Still didn't no. remember it. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about Kazam versus Will Smith's version of Genie the Lamp from Aladdin. So tell me about Kazam. So Kazam is a genie that comes out of a boombox. That's about all I remember. What happens if the boombox gets destroyed? Well, it, it's a magic boombox, so it okay. can't. Because I have a feeling is the thing. I don't know if that any of that's true. Because I, because I feel like, I mean, that thing's probably he, no one's coming out of that boombox. Because Sam's all by himself for the rest of his life. Because no one's using boomboxes anymore. That was a poor choice. Oh. A very period. No, how do you get trapped in the boombox? How long was he in there? How old is Kazam? <clears throat> Doug, you're asking me as if I've done research on this. I have not. Because that Damn. implies that that's a relatively new device, which means he would have been a genie in that device for only a short amount of time. Which leads me to believe he's a young genie, not skilled, versus the other genie from Aladdin, which has been around for a long time. His No, no. he's He's been around a while. Um, his hobbies, though, are singing and rock concerts. Yeah. Not really too too different from the Disney one either. So I'm telling you right now. Um, let's see. Slotty says Shaq made seven million dollars on that film. <laughs> oh. It was hot shit, man. What do you make on Shaq Fu? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So he's been around since like biblical times because he mentions biblical events in his verses that he sings. Um, that doesn't mean shit. I reference a lot of stuff, but I wasn't around then. We don't know that. <laughs> I'm just trying to do a real quick. Uh, ah, man, I don't have enough. For fuck's sake, Justin. I know. 
His occupation is a wish-granting genie. His powers are shape-shifting, immortality, wish-granting, wisdom, and can rap very fast. <laughs> I love uh, I love the photo of him on this page. Are you on hero.fandom.com? Yes, I am. Yeah, I love this photo. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and share it with everybody because it is. Oh, he's a five thousand year old genie. All right. Boom. There you go. And there you go, friends. He's five thousand. At some 000. point, he was trapped in a magic lamp uh, and abandoned in a building. Kazam moved from the lamp to the boombox soon after. So there you go. Look at this face. Look at this face right here. That's a special one. That's a face of a almost billionaire. That man is doing so well. That man is on his way to becoming a billionaire right there. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, I, I just feel like it's Shaq. How can you, how can you deny anything Shaq does? Shaq as a genie is better than any other genie. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like uh, genie from Aladdin. Uh, Twitch stream. We're getting off topic. Let's not debate Shaq Fu. Let's debate this. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Fandom.com. Oh, this Amazing. Is Di- this is Disney fandom, right? Uh, my God, he's in so many movies. Uh, so this guy's been around. The lamp itself was sealed away in the Cave of Wonders for 10,000 years. Oh, okay. So he's older. Okay. He, he possesses phenomenal cosmic powers. And he is bound to an itty-bitty living space. He can only use his powers when the owner of the lamp, his master, makes a wish. So can Kazam do anything unless his master grants a wish? I, I think he's still yeah because his goals are to become free of curses of wish granting yeah so i guess they're basically kind of the both in that regard but if they were if they were able to shed that if or if both of their masters wished for them to duel each other oh duel each other to the death interesting exactly exactly that's how we get into this so what do you see that kazam is able to summon well, he can rap really fast. Okay. According to this, he can summon some sick, sick, sick ass beats. Yep. Uh, Shape shifting, immortality, wish granting, wisdom can rap very fast. I love that. That's the thing. You know, I'll say this: he, while we see him, uh, you know, do a bunch of sh- shit. <laughs> 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 As we see him, uh, you know, uh, he he conjures junk food from the sky. Uh, You know, he. uh, uh, He asks for his parents uh, to get back together. He can't do that. So, you know, they can't do the love thing. Um, Genie's holding a nice little face. Okay. you know, uh, he conjures junk food. I mean, Grant, his 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 master was a child, so it's probably going to be limited. But you know, he turns uh, someone into a human baseball and throws him down a garbage chute. So he's murdered people, <laughs> like for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, Mary with gaming says, "Are able to call this throwdown an entanglement?" Yes. <laughs> Will Smith's in an entanglement. Um, Shaq 
Diesel was the first audio cassette I ever owned. So oh I guess that means that Slotty is going for Kazam. I I gotta go with uh, Aladdin's genie on this one. I think we've, yeah. we've just seen him do. Not to say that Kazam has, couldn't, but based on has what we've he murdered, because Kazam has murdered. What you think the genie has it from Aladdin? Have we seen it? I mean, it, there's implied murder. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a lot of implication. Yeah, He's right. been indicted. Has he ever been convicted? <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> he's, he's, he's murdered people. <laughs> I mean, we've seen the stuff that like he's able to do because of Jafar, right? He's able to grant magic, make him make Jafar a wizard. He's able to like lift the palace up. He becomes a giant and can move those sorts of things. And I mean, he I turns, say- he turns, he turns uh, Jafar into a genie. I do think we have seen the the genie of the lamp from Aladdin do do a lot more mm-hmm. and have to deal contend with a lot more. Um, you know, Kazam raps about his power.